62% of modern buyers research the modern sellers online, whereas modern sellers are only researching um, their buyers 50, I think it was 54 or 56% of the time. So yeah, mm. to your point, your buyers are absolutely looking at you on LinkedIn. At least 62% of them are. So you need to make sure that you look good. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I've got Vivica Von Rosen with us, and she's going to be talking about the secrets to standing out and selling on LinkedIn. Welcome to the show, Vivica. Thank you so much. It's, you know, it's a pleasure to be here during these crazy times. <laughs> That's right. And for those, for people that aren't listening, uh, you know, in real time here, um, yeah. th this is uh, the middle of April of 2020. So we're, you know, relatively recently uh, sequestered in our homes here with, with COVID. Um, so Vivica is internationally known as the LinkedIn expert. And she works with B2B companies and executives. She helps them achieve business success through the use of LinkedIn. She's also the co-founder of Vengresso, a platform that delivers digital sales transformation for increased brand visibility, pipeline, and revenue results. Um, Vivica has been listed as a top social media influencer in Forbes for the past four years. And she also wrote... Um, a book called LinkedIn Marketing, an hour a day, um, and uh, LinkedIn, 101 Ways to Rock Your Personal Brand. So uh, really excited to get to pick your brain here today, Vivica. Absolutely. My pleasure to be here. So I love the idea of someone like listening to this and you know, November, December, when all of this has passed and like <laughs> the economy is back on and we're back, you know, visiting with our, our prospects and talking to our clients face to face. But, um, yeah. but anyway, we're not there yet. Well, as a, uh, as a company that helps enable companies to talk yeah. face to face with their clients, we're really looking forward to that too. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, so tell me, uh, first question, how can salespeople position themselves as sales experts on LinkedIn? Yeah, exactly. And whether it's now or the future, um, the first thing you want to do is make sure that you've got a strong brand on LinkedIn, meaning your, your profile looks good. Because of course, when people are Googling you or they're Googling your company or they're Googling your product or service, you know, nine times out of 10, a LinkedIn profile is going to show up on the first page. So A, we want it to be yours, but B, we want to make sure that your profile looks good. So when people click through, they're not like, yeah, no, I'm not working with this guy or gal, you know? So mm -hmm. having a strong brand on LinkedIn um, is crucial, which we'll talk about in, in just a minute. Another thing, um, especially now that more people are spending more time online, is sharing content. Now, you know, I know you're salespeople, you're not marketers in most cases. So, you know, you don't have to create your own content. You don't have to go start writing blog, blog posts or create your own podcast, although that's a good idea that Steve's done. But you want to at least curate useful content that maybe your company is already putting out there. And you want to let people know what the content is and who should be reading it and why they should be reading it and what their time investment might be towards reading it. And if you front the content with just those things, um, you'll get a lot more people, A, reading the content, but also engaging with you. And that's the third thing is you want to make sure you want to keep that engagement up whether you're, you know, stalking your own prospects or creating your own content and looking at your notifications, who's engaging with you on the posts that you shared. Um, but you need to keep those conversations going so that when you do reach out to your prospect and invite them to connect, they're much more willing to do so. Well, and, and from a kind of blocking and tackling perspective on a yeah. daily basis, uh, what are the processes and, and uh, what are the things that some, someone who's in sales can do on LinkedIn so that, uh, that, that they can really accomplish these goals? 
Exactly. So first of all, you want to stalk your, your, your prospects, right? You want to make sure that you find them on LinkedIn, maybe even that you save their profile. If you've got Sales Navigator, you can do that automatically just by creating lists and popping them in. But um, on regular free LinkedIn, they don't have that, that. But you can always just you know, save a profile to a Chrome folder or bookmark it. But you want to keep your eyes on your prospects, at least the ones that are active on LinkedIn. So when they share a post, when they comment on a post, it's just, it's, it's an opportunity to engage. And because right now we're not going to trade shows, we're not going to conferences, we don't have the opportunity of kind of sliding up to a conversation that's going on in a room, um, we can still do that on LinkedIn. And so that's kind of how you keep an eye on what your prospects are doing. And, and if they're sharing content, it's like you're sliding into that conversation and you're able to engage with them. And then of course, invite them to connect, which I mentioned earlier. So that's one thing that you should be doing. Another thing is, um, the cool thing about LinkedIn is it'll show you who you have in common. So if you've got a prospect that you want to engage with, you can go to their profile and see if you've got anyone in common. And if, they, if you do, you can reach out to that person or better yet, if there's three, four, five, 10, 15 people that you have in common, choose kind of the top five that you think are willing to introduce you. Ask them if you're, they're willing to introduce you. And when they, you know, maybe three out of the five will say yes, choose your best yes. Choose the person you think is most likely to do that introduction and is most well known, you know, by your buyer. And then write the introduction for them. So, you know, just say, hey, thank you so much. Listen, I want to make this as easy as possible. I'm going to write the introduction for you. And by the way, when you send it, would you just CC me? Um, and then that way, you know, it kind of takes the onus off of you to follow up with them. Of course, when you CC someone, either through a LinkedIn message or a Facebook message or a text message or a regular old email, it means now you can be in contact with that individual. So even if they don't go, yeah, I'd love to meet Vivica. Um, I now am in a conversation stream with them. So unless they block me, I can continue that conversation. We call that our two-step referral method. But those two things, just engaging on your prospect's content and uh, getting introduced to the right prospects, you know, introduced or um, referred by, is extremely powerful uh, thing that you can do right now since, you know, the, the traditional sales call is kind of out the window for a little bit. Awesome advice. Um, <laughs> in, in your book, you quote Zig Ziglar. Yeah. Uh, and the quote is, if people like you, they will listen to you. But if they trust you, they'll do business with you. Exactly. How can, uh, how can LinkedIn be best used to foster trust with potential yeah. customers? Exactly. And as my friend Bob Berg says, all things being equal, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so we now shrink that down to the KLT factor. So really when it comes to moving people from knowing about you to trusting you is by being an advocate online, you know, instead of being that like annoying salesperson with a really crappy profile, you, you create a strong brand and then you continue to share helpful, useful content out there. Maybe you're engaging in groups um, and helping people out through groups. Maybe you're, you know, sharing helpful, useful content, either that your, your company has sourced for you as far as blog, blog posts, podcasts, etc., um, YouTube channels, or maybe you're sourcing your own content. You know, as long as you know who your buyer is, you know what your buyer persona is, you can source helpful, useful content. And that kind of helps to build that positive sentiment. And then that will shift you from people just knowing you to liking you. Back, back in the day, like a long time ago, before, you know, before the internet, salespeople were really more considered advisors. Like if you had a question about a product, you would reach out and the salesperson would be an advisor and, and, and be your, you know, your, your POC, your contact. And they were someone who was helpful and useful. And then, yeah, they'd sell you stuff. But with the onset of the internet and aggressive sales, you know, we think of salespeople more as the used car salesman or woman. And, 
you know, we, we're getting a bad rap. Salespeople are really getting a bad rap on LinkedIn. And unfortunately, too many people use LinkedIn, right? They invite someone to connect. The person says yes. And the next thing you know, you're on some email list that you didn't sign up for, some newsletter. You're starting to get some newsletters in your inbox that you didn't sign up for. And the next message from them is, awesome. Thanks for connecting. Now buy my stuff. And we would never do that in real life. So I don't know why people think it's okay to do that on LinkedIn. So it's salespeople. We really need to set ourselves up as the trusted advisor to shift from no to like to trust. Yeah. The, the strategy of creating great content and then sharing it. Um, I'm a huge believer in that. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, you know, that's definitely been the most important marketing strategy that, that, I've used in the past here, you know, if you create stuff that create value for prospects, then they, then they just, it, through using that stuff, they become aware of, of what you do. And, you know, they're, they're, I think people probably know a lot about you before they actually even choose yeah. to engage with your company. And so, you know, you got to make those, those you, you've got to have that stuff to first look, get them aware of you, of what you do. And, and LinkedIn's yeah. a great place to do that as, as well as other places. But, um, but then once they're aware, then they can start uh, knowing more and more about your stuff. And then if they are interested, then, then they They'll can want to make it available to it. Like great resources to learn more. And then after they've learned, I think that's when they, they reach out to you. Exactly. You know, it's interesting. Um, and this is a LinkedIn stat, but they said 62% of modern buyers research the modern sellers online, whereas modern sellers are only researching um, their buyers 50, I think it was 54 or 56% of the time. So yeah, mm. to your point, your buyers are absolutely looking at you on LinkedIn, at least 62% of them are. So you need to make sure that you look good. You know, and the other cool thing is even if you're not connected to someone, you can always share their stuff if they're posting on LinkedIn. And that's a big if a lot, you know, some people just have a profile, it looks like a resume and they've never mm -hmm. gone back in since. Well, then you got to think of some other ways of getting them engaged. But for those who are actually active on LinkedIn, when you share their content, you know, you're in a way you're aligning yourself with them and people will assume there's some, uh, there, there's some connection or, 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 or relationship there, even if there isn't. And it's a win-win. Um, and of course, they'll be notified that you shared their content too. And it gives you content to share that might be relevant to your audience. So I, I always say, you know, if you're trying to get on someone's good side, do something nice for them and promoting their content is definitely one thing you can do. And of course, if you are connected to them, a, an endorsement is always a nice thing to do as well. Or, hey, take, take 10, 15 minutes and write them a nice recommendation. So all of that's going to foster positive sentiment. Absolutely. What, what are some other uh, features and capabilities that LinkedIn has that you'd recommend that would be helpful to salespeople to, uh, to get more mileage out of their social selling strategies? Yeah, well, one cool thing, and especially if you use your, you know, your mobile device, um, the messaging on your mobile device allows you to send voicemails and even video, voice videos or video messages. So that is huge because you're really going to stand out. I mean, most people just, if they are connected with someone, they just send an old sales pitch, um, which bleh, uh, the best you usually get is maybe a thoughtful, you know, written message with some helpful, useful links. We, we recommend the PVC method. So you always want to personalize it. You never want to automate or even look like you automated your, your engagement on LinkedIn. Um, you always want to add value. And then when the time is right, put in a call to action, like here's my calendar link, let's book some time. So use our PVC method, but if you can use your cell phone app and leave a voicemail or leave a video, um, it's really, really powerful. And there's a bunch of other tools in messaging too. You can add documents, you can put GIFs in there, you can add emojis. So there's a lot of things, um, a lot of different ways that you can use messaging to stand out. So that's definitely something that I would recommend. And then of course, if you've got sales navigator, you can of course send messages to people who you're not connected with, although you're limited as far as voicemail and video, you can't do that. Um, but also if you've got sales navigator, you can save your prospects um, in a leads list and basically keep an eye on them. And that 
makes it easier to engage with them too. So those are just a few additional things that you can do to engage with your prospects on LinkedIn. Great ideas. Um, let's talk about the actual LinkedIn profile. Yeah. What would you say are, are good characteristics um, of a good summary section on someone's LinkedIn profile? Yeah, thank you. Great question. So most people, if they even have a summary section, they've maybe pulled it from the about section of the website. Um, but what you want to do, you almost want to make it a sales page, right? So you always want to focus on your buyer or your buyer personas. So what are their points of pain? What are they struggling with and how do you help them? So when we're, when we're talking about LinkedIn, it's, you know, who do you help? How do you help them? Um, and then you can give some examples of how you've helped companies like theirs. You can pop in a little, a real short, you know, cause you're limited to 2000 characters, a short testimonial. And for sure you want to add media testimonials, checklists, white papers, case studies, uh, posts, articles, updates, but you want to add things in the featured section, which used to be the old summary media section that focuses on what their, you know, what their points of pain are. So it makes your profile a resource rather than a resume. And your summary section is a really important place to do that. And when you're creating your summary section, because only people are only going to see the first two or three lines. And a lot of people think that's all the space you have for a summary. But if you put a call to read something that's going to grab their attention, maybe it's a question, maybe it's a common statistic, um, but something that gets them to click on the see more, then that opens up the rest of the 2000 characters, which hopefully they will read through. And then at the very end, you can, of course, put a little bit more about who you are. So they might have that personal connection um, and then contact info. You know, if you're comfortable doing so, you're at least the company's 1-800 number and maybe your company email address down there too, so that people can easily reach out to you without having to connect with you first. Yeah, I, I like to take the, make it real clean to get communication off of LinkedIn because so many people's yeah. inboxes on LinkedIn are such a mess. Mine's a disaster. <laughs> you know, there's so much, there's so much marketing stuff coming in and the the, in, the email situation there isn't really well structured like a regular inbox. And so yeah. it's, uh, things can very easily get lost. I've, I've been meaning for several years to go through and, <laughs> and try to pick out the good, the good messages there. It's, it's a tough messaging platform. It's um, you know, a little bit every day and it is way easier to do on your phone. But yeah, if you, if you let it sit and sit and sit to your point, there could be thousands. I, Oh my God, this is, I was working with a, a medical device company and, um, you know, he was looking for, he was looking for um, investing, investors. And so we were doing, all, you know, everything that we do. And um, he's like, God, I, don't, I don't get it. It's not working. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. So we got on, I know it was before Zoom. So we got on, I don't know, WebEx or something like that. And, um, you know, <laughs> I looked at his inbox and I, I wish I was kidding. I'm not, he had 2.8 million dollars sitting there 2.8 million dollars people going we want to invest we want to invest we want to invest unfortunately you know some of those people were like well yeah that was that was a month ago i wanted to invest i'm you know i've invested elsewhere now so i think he ended up making like uh getting about 1.2 million in investments but i mean oh my god now that's extreme most of us only have a couple hundred thousand sitting in our inboxes but <laughs> That's all. But yeah, you absolutely want to keep an eye on your inbox, but it's like eating the elephant one bite at a time, just a little bit of activity every day. Yeah. Um, you can eat that down slowly and, you know, just delete the stuff that's old or not relevant, you know, just delete it, archive it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, I think that's the challenge is it doesn't, you, you can't use it like a normal inbox. And, and yeah. so a lot, it, it, especially like when you, you know, I'll accept a hundred invites in yeah. a row and each one has a message in it. Yeah, and like, you know, exactly. So, so the, the stuff from, you know, a week ago is now buried. And, and when you yeah. click, when you answer something, it like puts you back at the top and you have to like find your place again. It's a nightmare, but it is, it is. it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite messaging platform for sure. <laughs> um, well, you know, it, it, back to your point about, um, about the, the, the way that people kind of structure their, uh, their, the way their LinkedIn profile is set up. 
I feel like when you take a step back, what's going on is it looks like a lot of people who are in sales, it looks, it looks like they're selling themselves on their LinkedIn profile. It's like they're trying to get a new job, Yes, which is not, not the case. A lot of times they're trying to sell the stuff at their current job, but their LinkedIn profile is set up to, you know, like to sell them. They're like, I am this, this, these are my sales results numbers. I'm super aggressive at sales. And it's like, well, no, no, this is not where you talk about you. This is where you talk about your product. Right. We, we close this one deal for, and it's to that point exactly like the, this company's like, nah, we don't need social selling. We're, you know, we're, we're rocking it. We're pretty awesome. So we did a, a, an audit and um, the three top people who, who turned up, one of them had a skull and crossbones background image. The company has nothing to do with skull, skulls and crossbones. <laughs> um, skull and crossbones background image. Um, the other guy, his, his summary was like, I'm a quota crushing sales guy, president's club, this, and like, ew like i don't want to be sold to by that that by that guy right um and and then the third person summary was talking about all about the program he did at google um which was not what this company was right (laughs) so it's like okay your three top profiles that are showing up when someone searches on your company are our skull and crossbones quota crushing sales guy and someone apparently who still works at google yeah (laughs) at which point they went oh (laughs) maybe we should look at this maybe we should yeah so you know and even if it's just a matter of of creating a template where you can create a couple different background images for your folks to upload you know uh a couple example summaries and a couple example experience and a couple um, different headlines that they can choose from like even if you just create a template like that and then you know teach them how to upload it that will make all the difference in the world that's what we do when we work with companies on their branding mm-hmm. and you know we, we, on average we get a three 300% increase in profile views for our our customers once we've done, we've created that brand for them on LinkedIn because their keywords are there. To your point, it's it's a brand that it, it's a profile that's that's buyer centric and it's speaking to the buyer. It's not a resume, so more mm-hmm. people are finding them and spending time on them. Yeah, we um, we I had your your co-founder uh, Mario on here. Yeah, it's yeah. been two years ago or or so on the show. And a- after that show, I, uh, I had a meeting with my marketing team <laughs> where we, we basically did exactly what you just said. We created the background, we, you know, created some, here's some good taglines. And really, I mean, a lot of people just hadn't updated their LinkedIn yeah. profile since their last job because right. they weren't looking for a job and they, to them, it was kind of, well, yeah, LinkedIn's kind of a way I, I get a, a job and I've, I've got one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But you know, in sales, like we've got to present ourselves in the right way. And I just jumped on your profile, great background image. Of course, it's of your product. And then your headline, right? Automating busy. Well, you have your, your title at company, which is fine. And then because people might not know what Badger Maps actually is, it's automating busy work for outside sales reps to save 10 hours a week. Bam. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, like just that little tiny change makes such a difference in how people perceive you and your company. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. And, uh, and also that's, that's what people see if you view their yeah. profile and, exactly. and then they look at who's viewed my profile. It's that little synopsis that they get to yeah. read. And so that, that's extra important. Yeah. I mean, if I just had chief visibility officer at Vengresso, or CVO at Vengresso. First of all, people right. are like, "What? What's yeah. a CVO anyway?" Like, for that matter, just, what's a chief visibility <laughs> officer. And what's just, a Vengresso? Is it soup? Is it a car? Like, <laughs> right, right. Well, the letter V is important for you. Vivica Von Rosen, who's the chief visibility officer at Vengresso. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you win the alliteration war. <laughs> So, so tell me, um, what are some mistakes that you see yeah. people make while they're social selling or while they're using LinkedIn? 
yeah, we've really covered most of these, but first of all, not having a profile. Um, that's a huge red flag to a potential buyer. Um, secondly, having a really bad profile, again, huge red flag might cost you business. Having a profile that's just a resume, it doesn't speak to your buyer, it doesn't speak to their points of pain, that's also a red flag. Um, having a profile that's not updated, you know, so people are like, oh, must be a different Steve, because like that Steve works at Google and this Steve works at, you know, Badger mapping, so that must be different. Um, so those, those are three things. Um, and then as far as engagement, not sharing helpful, useful information. Like if you share a post at all, it's, it's buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. So, you know, instead of being helpful and useful, being salesy. Um, so that's one thing. And the thing is we, we have to talk to our marketing departments and go, okay, you guys need to consider creating marketing for sales enablement. Like you have to enable us with the right type of content. And one of the things marketing departments need to do is focus on buying, there's my dad on the phone, focus on um, creating content for all, all of the buyer's journey, not just the awareness, right? So create content for the consideration phase, create content for the purchasing phase, create content for the you know, customer success phase, create content for the referral phase. So you need to be creating, marketing departments need to be creating different types of content that then the sellers can share via LinkedIn to their buyers at the right time. So that's kind of the onus is a little bit on the marketing department for that. And then of course, if you invite someone to connect and they accept, do not have your first or second or even third message be, hey, buy my stuff. Like no one's going to actually say, hey, well, actually they will, <laughs> but um, hopefully you're not saying, hey, buy my stuff. But even something that's clearly promotional, um, it's people are just going to delete, you know, archive, unfollow, whatever. And then I don't get this sales, this sales technique. Um, you know, hey, your website really sucks. And I, we've gotten this before and, and our website does not suck, but hey, your website really sucks. I noticed you don't have blah, 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 which actually we did have blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, you should totally book some time with me and I'll fix you. You know, I'm just like middle finger to you, dude. Um, and so, <laughs> like seriously, I get, and then the automation. Oh my God, don't even yeah, that, get that me That person read the challenger sale wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you need to go back and read the book, not just the summary, I think. Yeah. You, you picked up the wrong information there. Yeah, that is the wrong way to challenge your buyer, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then automation, like on LinkedIn, um, automated messaging on LinkedIn is a huge no-no. And so, and it's obvious, and also LinkedIn will, will um, restrict accounts that are clearly automating. And I cannot tell you, two or three people a day will reach out to me with a message. And it, it's clearly automated. No one's ever looked at my profile. Sometimes because it's a dear sir, um, <laughs> um, which, you know, not. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, you know, dear sir, um, we can help you get more leads on LinkedIn. We, you know, we help with B2B lead generation. Like, okay, clearly you didn't read my profile because so do, do you know who I am? Yeah, and do you know who I am? Exactly. I wrote, like, I wrote I, the books on this actually. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I guess, usually I just archive, but I, I got one of those the other day, someone who can was offering to help me with my LinkedIn profile. And I wrote back, I'm like, oh, you mean using the book that I wrote? <laughs> <laughs> Again, with the middle finger. But um, <laughs> like those, and, and unfortunately, I mean, isn't automation great? And there are definitely some cases where automation will save you oodles amount of time, as you know. But automation on LinkedIn for lead gen with messaging, it's just, it's so obvious. I, I had one that said, um, you know, I see you're in the cleaning supply business. We are too. We can help you generate more leads like this. <laughs> no, wait, wait, we're like, 
Yeah, are you clean, high? The cleaning are supply you business. Your cleaning direction. You know, like, I, I've, I've been doing. I've been talking about the cleaning supply business a lot lately. The that is a business that's been a lot of people in that have been buying Badger lately. Like they they sell yeah. cleaning supply. Either cleaning supplies or services. That's been that's been a big a big area. I've, I've been thinking a lot about that industry and talking yes. to a lot of people in it yet lately. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this was pre-COVID-19 though, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that, this is a new area for us, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it would be a good area, but don't use automation. Don't use LinkedIn automation tools. <laughs> I believe it. Well, well how, how should, uh, you know, people shouldn't be overly automated, obviously, and, and content is super important. Um, but how else can can field salespeople use LinkedIn to find new prospects? What what are some things that you would recommend? Yeah, so um, the cool thing about LinkedIn, and a lot of people don't, you know, they only go on the top layer and they don't dig down a little bit. And there's some really cool features um, that are kind of hidden on LinkedIn. So, you know, a lot of people would do a search for a prospect just using the top search bar, but they don't go into all filters. Um, and so there's some really cool stuff hidden there. So one of the things is uh, connections of. So if you've got like a, a POC, um, either in an industry or at a particular company, who you know is really, really well connected and your first level connections with, with them, um, you can pop their name into connections of. You can sort by a couple other filters like title or location or industry and you can see everyone that you have in common with that or that, that that person can introduce you to if it's a second level connection in a particular industry or at a company or with a title, et cetera, et cetera. So that is super powerful, especially when it comes to asking for those introductions. So a lot Absolutely. of people don't realize that you can do that. And that's, that's available for free LinkedIn. So that's one of those like hidden cool things that you can do as far as finding the right types of prospects and then getting introduced to them. Um, another one is, and, and LinkedIn Sales Navigator has had the opportunity of um, sorting for a company and then sorting by who's active in that company on LinkedIn, who's been actively sharing content, which is great, but not everyone has Sales Nav. Um, so LinkedIn just introduced relatively uh, recently the ability um, to sort content um, on LinkedIn. So, you know, if you got 500 connections, there's just a bunch of junk going on your timeline and it's hard to find the good stuff. But if you go into your content or if you go into search, search for a keyword or a hashtag, and then you sort by content and then you add the additional filters, you can also sort by um, industry, by a particular, uh, you know, named account or company, um, when someone might have been posting. So there's there's additional features that you can use to find the right content being shared by your buyers or by your prospects on LinkedIn. So those are just a two, um, you know, like ninja tricks below the surface features that that people can use to 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 find better content and engage with with higher quality leads on LinkedIn. I love it. Ninja tricks. What, ninja what, tricks. Uh, what ninja, tr ninja tricks do you have to nurture existing prospects or customers? Well, and it's not so ninja, but um, it definitely, if you're, you know, so one, one ninja trick that we'll do is when we have a prospect or a buyer or an existing client who is um, asking a, a common question of us, I'll not only answer the question and make that a piece of content. I, I love a LinkedIn native video. It gets more views and it's just creating a video and then uploading it natively on LinkedIn. But I'll address, mm -hmm. I'll say, hey, you know, as long with their permission, you know, hey, John from Carousel asked this great question about what's the best way to blah, blah, blah. Um, thanks so much for that great question. And here's the answer. First you do blah, 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 blah. So if you, um, if you actually, you know, address them, of course, when you share, get their permission first, but when you share that piece of content as an update or as a, an article, you tag them in it. And of course, they're more likely because they know that their colleagues have had that issue too. They'll um, then share that content with their friends and colleagues and, and it will, you know, blow up that particular piece of content. So again, it's kind of a win-win-win situation. Um, and then as I mentioned, 
happened before if you've got prospects, buyers, clients who are sharing content on LinkedIn, by all means, share it, right? And, and tag them in it when you share it. So for sure, they'll see it. And just little tiny things like that can make a huge difference. And then another ninja trick is um, we'll create what we call sharing pods with our active clients or colleagues or, or, you know, other influencers in our industry. So on LinkedIn and messaging, just like you would with a Facebook message, uh, messenger, you um, can take little groups of people and it's private messaging and ask their permission first, but you can, so like we've got a Vengresso sharing pod where all the employees of Vengresso are part of the sharing pod. And then anytime one of us has content to share, we just pop the link in there. Everybody else jumps in, clicks through the link, likes it, comments on it, sometimes shares it. And that gets a greater visibility because LinkedIn out, LinkedIn's algorithm is going to look at that content and go, wow, this got a lot of activity pretty early on. We're going to open it up and show it to more people. And so you could do that with your clients. You can do that with other people that you work with. If you're connected to some, you know, industry experts, you can all do it together. But uh, yeah, those sharing pods are like magic as far as getting visibility and activity. Yeah, we, we do that internally as well. We actually have yeah. a Slack channel. That, yeah, Slack you know, is we, another. Yep. We uh, will share, if some someone on the marketing team will stick something in there and then yeah. all, everyone on the engineering team, et cetera, who might not be, aware that they've created a new piece of content will, will exactly. then, you know, go in and, and like it, et cetera. Um, the video, th the video point you said is also we, that that's a key one. We, we figured that out too, that, that LinkedIn, if you use their native video platform, they really prefer it over if you just drop yeah. a YouTube link into the same video, we learned we have to upload our videos into the LinkedIn platform and they get way better. Yeah, um, way better visibility in on LinkedIn, they, you know, in their algorithm. And I think that's because they've probably found if they let people link out to YouTube for videos, then, you know, next They're thing gone. you know, the, the viewer has been watching cat videos for the last hour <laughs> exactly. where so they, they lost their chance to advertise to them. So they, they clearly have a preference for their, for their video platform. So if you upload the, the, the native video to them, instead of just putting a link in, it really does. It kind of looks the same, but it gets totally different results. Exactly. Yeah, totally different results. And then, you know, to that point, you can, you, you want to keep an eye because you're going to be getting more views and hopefully you will be getting more comments. You always want to keep an eye on the people commenting and even liking because all you have to do is hover over their name and you can send them an invitation to connect. And now you have an excuse. Hey, I noticed you liked my, you know, liked my post or liked my video or, you know, you asked this great question, um, thought I would answer it, you know, privately, let's connect, you know, so there's uh, there, that that's, those are all kind of buying signals that you can utilize. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's funny. People will engage with me on LinkedIn. I never have any idea of where they are in the, in our buying yeah. cycle. Like, I don't know if they are customers or they just right. started to be interested or maybe they're not interested at all. They just, they follow our content. So that's always, I always have to like, snoop around for a minute and figure out who, who is this person <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but the nice thing is you're already on linkedin you can click through it's easy enough to click on their profile they'll see that you viewed their profile you know mm -hmm. so you just have these a bunch of little tiny triggers or buying signals come together you know hopefully to a big yes so <laughs> yeah and, and i've seen research that you need a lot of interactions yeah. and a, a, a a prospect will interact with you many, many times and interact with your content and company in many different yep. ways before they make a purchase. And yeah, five to eight. Uh, let me see if I can get this stat right. Um, it's, it's a buyer will look at five to eight pieces of content from the winning vendor, which is why you want to make sure mm. you're sharing content out there, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One, I, I wasn't brave enough to try to quote that stat, but that's about what I heard too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, I've got like a whole list of stats somewhere, but I don't, I, I don't have that thing pulled up. Cause yeah, I, I, for the life of me, I demand gen, maybe I, I don't remember where that came from, but. Yeah, it's uh, at this point, it's uh, the, the, I, I think I know a stat, but I don't like to quote wrong things. So I try to avoid it, but that, that, <laughs> it, that sounded about right to me. Uh, well, well, 
and tell me, you know, from a marketing perspective, how, how is this, how is social selling that you're talking about differ than, from marketing? What, what is the, how yeah. do they compare? Are they the same thing? Are they kind of overlapping marketing versus social selling? What, what do you think? Yeah, I think they kind of meet in the middle um, through sales enablement. So marketing is mostly going to be focused on, you know, the top of the buyer's journey, the awareness. So they're building awareness. They're creating content for a bigger buyer persona. Usually they're, they're trying to, you know, draw more attention and get the click throughs and all of that kind of good stuff. But um you know, the traceable ROI is, is, is sometimes hard to pin down with, with, with marketing in general. You can, you can see how many people viewed your profile you can, or viewed your content. You can see how many people click through with UTMs. You can, you know, hopefully then move people into more of a sales funnel so they turn from marketing qualified leads to sales qualified leads. And that's where the sales enablement piece comes in. Marketing still needs to work with the sales team in order to refine the buyer persona. I mean, I, I, it's, it's almost comical, but also very, very sad. Um, when I'll have a conversation with, you know, the, the CMO and then the VP of sales and the VP of sales is like, you know, they're giving us content or they're giving us, you know, marketing materials for the wrong buyer. Like that's not our buyer. And then marketing's going, well, you didn't tell us, you know? So <laughs> that conversation absolutely needs to happen. And like I said, the marketing needs to be creating all types of different content, video, blog posts, podcasts, uh, checklists, case studies. Like if you go to vengrasso.com forward slash resources, you'll see we have like four different classifications of resources, free resources, and then a bunch of stuff in each classification, eBooks, you know, so that the, the and, and if there's a way for marketing to classify them, you know, whether you're using a tool or you're, you're even just using like Slack, but hashtags, like even hashtag consideration and hashtag awareness, hashtag consideration, hashtag purchasing. Like even if you, you tag your content with different hashtags that the buyer can, or the seller can go in and go, okay, I need a piece of content that speaks to this buyer persona. They're in consideration phase and they've asked this question. Like they should, they should be able to just go into the marketing archives and find that piece of content. So whatever marketing can do to not only create the content, but organize it in a way that's easy for the buyer or for the seller rather to access it. And then of course the seller can share it through a private message, can share it as a public post, can share it through an email, you know, in some cases even a text message. So they're definitely different and they absolutely have to work together. Yeah. And, and that's, a classic challenge, I think. No, it is. I've I've seen that throughout my entire career, where marketing make thing will make things, and it could could be the wrong thing, or they'll make the right thing, and then sales doesn't know it's there. And right, eight months later, after some amazing piece of content was created, sales is like, "Could we make a piece of content like this?" And, and they're like, "Marketing's like, I made that. I spent a month on that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> just eight months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have to update it because the numbers are wrong." Yeah, that too. <laughs> so um, true. Well, and, and I appreciate you telling people the uh, to go check out the, you know, the, the, the site where they can go see good examples of this stuff. What about good examples of social selling, good examples of, of LinkedIn profiles? If someone wanted to make, if someone wanted to just say after this podcast, you know, I want to sit down for a half hour and just yeah. make a great profile, um, who, who should they look at to... Uh, to uh, to kind of figure out what what doing this right looks like. Yeah, so one of the companies that's run a couple different um, sales teams through our program is Proofpoint. So um, if you go to Proofpoint uh, or go to LinkedIn, sort by Proofpoint, and then sort by sales, um, you'll see a lot of you'll, you'll see a lot of similar looking profiles. So. Um, Proofpoint's a good one. They're B2B, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, a really good B2C company to look at, and they get it. I, I loved uh, working with Tom James. They're, um, they're a boutique clothier, clothier company, 
they make handmade suits, which I'm still waiting on mine. But, um, and now that I put the COVID-15 on, I don't think they're going to fit anymore. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. challenge we're all facing. It is. But, you know, they were, they were already super good on Facebook and Instagram um, and YouTube, but they didn't really have a LinkedIn presence. Ironically, their buyer persona is basically the same as ours. So their buyer persona was definitely more on LinkedIn than they were on Facebook or Instagram. And so we ran them through our program. So if you go to Tom James, again, we only ran three of their sales groups through. So not all of their salespeople will have amazing profiles, but you know, about 150 of them will. Um, and you know, it was really fun cause there's just such a visually oriented type company that, that the visuals are just great. And you, they're also really, really good at sharing content. So uh, Tom James is a company to look at. Um, worked with CenturyLink. We ran 300 of their sellers through. So you can definitely look at, at CenturyLink. Um, Miller Hyman Group, you know, another sales training group. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we, our sales training, we get you to hello. And then Miller Hyman Group or Sandler or, you know, many of the other sales trainers, they can take you from hello to close. We just get you to the hello part. But if you look at some of the salespeople at Miller Hyman Group, you'll see some really good examples. Um, and they're pretty active too. So you can see uh, good examples of that. And then if you want to see good examples of like how to share content on LinkedIn, anyone who works at Vengresso, which is my company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You're welcome to check out my profile. I've, I've tried to, I've tried to do what you guys said already. Um, you did. You, you have, you actually, yeah, your profile's good. And you know, like I said, you describe what you do in your headline. I'd probably go with first person instead of third person in your about section, but you've got good media up there. That's a good resource. The background image is great. Um, if you, you know, if you need help, just go to Vengresso ebook dot com that's one s and vengresso we'll share the links but um mm -hmm. it's a free ebook it's actually based on my 101 ways to rock your personal brand so you could just you pay with your with your email address of course but your name <laughs> and email address but it will walk you through everything that you need to do as far as creating a, a strong profile on linkedin awesome and, and this is worth everyone i mean you don't even if you're not going to spend all day on it, spend, yeah. spend 15 minutes and do the basics because the, the basics are easy. I mean, you, you know, like a lot of things you can, you can go deep on this and it's probably worth your time, but yeah, if you just get off this, uh, get off of this and uh, the podcast and just spend 15 minutes and, and knock it out, you can, it's not like something you have to update all the time, if, but, but exactly 15 minutes once will is, is low hanging fruit here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, well, well, on the, on the topic of time, how much time do you think a salesperson should be dedicating to social selling on a daily basis? Yeah. So in our training program, when we get to the cadence part, so it's a, it's a six phase training program, but when we get to cadence, you know, first of all, the, the better you are at LinkedIn, the more time you'll spend on it, but it's totally worth the investment. Um, when you're starting out 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes around lunchtime and 10 minutes in the evening, right? 10 minutes in the morning, kind of to be responsive to invitations to connect to comments on your posts you know, 10 minutes in the afternoon to be a little proactive, um, you know, invite some people to connect, ask for those introductions and those recommendations, and then in, and set up your, your content maybe for the day. And then in the evening, be proactive for the rest of the week. If you're going to be meeting with someone, you know, that week, make sure to connect with them. Um, if you've got content that you need to create, you know, formulate a plan and maybe get it ready to go for the m next morning. So again, the longer, the, the more, like I probably spend maybe 40 minutes to an hour on LinkedIn every day. And, and this is my job. Like, I, I speak about it. I write about it. I teach it. I train it. I do podcasts mm -hmm. about, you know, like LinkedIn is my life. I mean, that literally is my handle at LinkedIn expert. Um, and I only spend 40 minutes to an hour on it. So, you know, you, you, if you're in sales, researching your prospects, things like that, you, you could probably get away with definitely less than an hour 
Wiley made me name my book LinkedIn Marketing in Our Day. That was not my choice. <laughs> no, like very few people spend that much time on LinkedIn. Well, um, but across all the social media and, and, and just in general, I mean, especially if you include content creation, I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, this may sound crazy to spend as much time on things, but remember that a lot of business leaders have, I mean, so for me, there's someone full time on yeah like my presence across all these things and just yeah. doing this stuff. And like, you know, I'm, I don't do anything on social media myself. Yeah. Cause I'm, you know, I, it's just not really my bag, but right. <laughs> like, but I mean, it, it looks like I do a lot of things. I mean, this, this, right. it, it's a, this stuff's important. And, and, and I, I think a lot of business leaders have, you know, someone on this and, and it's yeah. a, it's a career, right. It's a job. It and is. so an individual salesperson, I think you should pay attention to this stuff because you know, the reason, sales leaders do it is that there's a there's an ROI on it right it, it, it pays for itself it gets yeah. it generates leads and those leads you know pay for them pay for the effort and yeah if you can get like someone on your team to do 80% of the work you still want to dip your toe in because it's too obvious when you know if if you have someone else like pretending to be you inviting people to connect or following up like and invariably you're going to well this happened to me my, my assistant um and uh, uh, disconnected me from my husband <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, sorry, honey. Uh, and that's when I took that back over myself. Um, and, you know, reaching out, responding to people who invited me who I already know, um, like, you know, with the typicals kind of, you know, mess follow up message. So there are mm -hmm. some things that I definitely do myself. And then, uh, you know, but as far as posting content, um, at least reviewing the engagement on on content you know we've got we've got people who do that for us on our team and then they'll just email me hey is it important that you you know is it important that you talk to Steve Benson yes yes it is and then I'll you know personally respond but yeah there are definitely tasks that you can delegate on LinkedIn yeah that's that's a that's a, a good one I, I, I go through before we before we send out like all the automated responses accepting connections I have to go through to make sure it's not like you know some guy I, I met at something a week right, ago exactly. and I'm like, oh, hi, nice to meet you, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Uh, were you wasted at that event? We yeah. talked for like 30 minutes. Like, Are you high right now? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm in Colorado, so maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, since weed has become legal here, well, I don't remember much. <laughs> um, so... Uh, the next section that I wanted to jump into is called Sales in 60 Seconds. Yep. Um, speaking of uh, low attention spans. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, Let's see if I can do this. As you've learned, I don't do short answers, but yeah, okay. give it a try. Well, uh, you know, it, it's been, it, this has all been super valuable. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> and, and if, if somebody needs more time, give it more time. No, we're not, there's no gun to our heads here. So, you know, in general, though, quick questions, quick answers. Yeah. Uh, so first question, do you recommend different social platforms for salespeople in different industries? Yeah, I mean, be where your audience is. So like for Tom James, it, it made sense because they're so visual to be on Instagram and Facebook, but the reality was their audience, their buying audience was on LinkedIn. So, you know, go where your audience is. If your audience is not on LinkedIn and you know that for a fact, maybe you're a B2C, um, you know, then why would you waste time on it? So you just, you, you want to be on the platforms that your audience is on. Yeah. We, we have a lot of people interact with us, you know, obviously we're B2B, you know, yeah. field, we create something for field salespeople, a lot of interaction over LinkedIn, virtually nothing on Instagram or Facebook, right. but I mean, but still stuff happens there. I, I mean, yeah. You know, I, I do have to go through those, all those spammy messages on Instagram every now and again. And, and there are people that are reaching out to the company and not just, you know, asking exactly. me if I want porn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, Instagram. <laughs> but uh, so what, what do you think makes a good first impression on LinkedIn? What's, what's, what, what comes to the top of your mind there? Yeah. So anything that's atop the fold, right? So a banner image, which we've already talked about, you want something that's branded to your company. Not a skull, um, and, not a skull and crossbones. Not a skull and crossbones, like unless you're a pirate. Um, and then a, a, an engaging photo, right? So a close-up smiling photo of yourself, um, look like you. I, I, 
I, I pick on realtors, but but you know what I mean, like the, the, the 1980 picture of the realtor and they hand you the card and you look at that and you look like them. I'm like, is this your daughter? Um, which I actually said to someone the other day, oh, there's a picture of your daughter. She's like, no, that's me. I'm like, oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, but, you know, look like you if you've got in you, you know, if you got the gray grown in from COVID-19, if you, if you, you know, have a beard now, <laughs> if you run out of contacts, you're wearing glasses, you know, you want to make sure that you look like yourself so that when you do meet the person via Zoom or eventually again, face-to-face, um, there's not that disconnect because that can really, that, that could, that could detract from the positive sentiment uh, that could detract from the KLT factor, right? So make mm-hmm. sure you look like yourself, do what you did. And in the headline, instead of just title it company, you know, who you help, how you help them, make sure in your, your about section to, to just expand on that and make your profile a resource by adding content. But, but just to start banner, good picture, decent headline. Uh, I don't know if this is advised or not, but I've got, I've got a, I'm holding my my uh, my little dog in uh, in that picture. Although that's it's a five year old picture now, and the the dog is, is has already gone to doggy heaven. But <laughs> but, but uh, so I've been thinking about updating that one. But it's kind of, it's almost like people recognize me because I'm holding right. the dog. I'm worried about so it's, I, I haven't changed that. I haven't swapped that one out yet. And were you at a wedding? Because it looks like you're wearing a suit and your dog I, is wearing. I like, was, yeah. Was yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, and and I look different because now now I've got my COVID nineteen home haircut that I gave exactly, myself. Exactly, exactly. I, I I didn't necessarily do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I know my hair is just getting longer and longer and longer. Um, yeah, I would if it was me, I would update it. This yeah. is me. No, right. right. Well, I I should do that. I mean, it's it's five years old anyway, so it's kind of because what if someone says like, oh, that's so cute. What's your puppy's name? And you're like, oh. He's dead. It, and it, then, does, like, it does come up. Oh. People are like, oh, I saw you have a dog. Are you a dog? It's, yeah. it, it makes for some Hashtag awkward. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like, I'm really, I'm not that broken up about it. It was years ago. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, whatever. He's dead, you know? Like, no. No. That's... Uh, I'm actually due to get a new dog here. I'm kind of, I've been, I've been, I'm, my lifestyle is not super geared towards that right now, but I'm, I'm considering it. So. But hey, you're home a lot. So now is a very good time to get a dog. My, my assistant got yeah. a dog and, you know, it's a puppy. So it pees inside all the time. Um, but the whole family's there so they can catch it. So mm-hmm. now is an excellent time to get a new dog. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think a lot of the shelters are like empty right now because everyone came, everyone came and got it. It's like the first time ever. Like yeah. people, people are like, nope, I want a dog. I'm going I need. There. I need some company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, there, there are a few tiny good things. You know, we can, we can see the Himalayas from our, our back. You know, we can see Russia from our backyard and, uh, and, and, and most of the, yeah, most of the pounds are empty. So yay. <laughs> there you go. What, what, uh, what would you say if, if, if you were going to tell us, if someone was like, okay, fine, I believe you, I'll give you 10 minutes. What are the 10 minutes of things that people should update on their LinkedIn profile right now? Yeah. So, um, so the one time 10 minute thing is background image, headline picture, if you can do that and then add some good content. But if you're going to spend like 10 minutes a day, um, I would, I would, you know, make sure (laughs) Here's the thing. You take your phone, you start binge watching whatever you're binge watching on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime right now, and you just go through your inbox and see what leads you have there and delete everybody else. Um, but yeah, 10 minutes, you know, reviewing your inbox, reviewing your, reviewing your invitations, uh, using the search to find good prospects, reaching out to good prospects, and then um, especially those who are engaging on LinkedIn, taking a minute or two to engage with their content, all of that just elephant one bite at a time, right? Just a little bit every day will make a huge difference. Yeah. You just need to be consistent is the key. And if you- You're not give... going to the gym right now. You might as well be on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not doing anything interesting. Right I'm clearly not either. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could give a field salesperson one piece of advice for using social media, what would it be? Yeah, be consistent and, and stalk your prospects. I mean, I, don't, don't, don't be an obvious stalker, but you definitely want to 
find them and bookmark them and just keep an eye on them. Maybe move them into your, your, um, your, your CRM, but keep an eye on your good prospects so that you can jump on any opportunity that arises. All right. And, uh, what's the biggest mistake you see people make with their LinkedIn profile? Yeah, like I said before, uh, make sure it's not a skull and crossbones, quota crushing sales guy <laughs> resume. Make sure it's a resource for your buyers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as an actionable takeaway, what should the field salespeople uh, listen today do as a first step to get started with social selling? Yeah, download our ebook. Like I said, it's free. So if you go to www.vengresso.ebook.com, um, that'll give you the profile ebook. So definitely download that. Just work on it a little bit a day. I mean, you know, the, it originally was 101 Ways to Rock Your Personal Brand. So I just had a step per page. So just do one little thing each day on your profile. It'll make a really big difference in the long run. So I would say that's, you know, that's the first step. And if you decide that selling with LinkedIn, like there's something to this, um, we knocked 80% off our program, at least right now. I don't know when you're listening to this, but uh, right now it's, uh, uh, I'll just say it's 80% off. I'm not going to say the price, but if you go to moresalescalls.com, you can check out that, that program. Um, but normally it's, it's 500 bucks. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> 80% off of 500 is, uh, <laughs> because I can't promise it's going to be $97 in like <laughs> yeah. August or September. So sorry. That's sorry. If you're listening to this later. Yeah. <laughs> Back when the economy works again, well, I'm going to attempt to summarize all the wisdom that you dropped <laughs> upon us here today for all of those folks that are driving. So, first of all, so make sure you have a strong brand on LinkedIn. Make sure your profile looks great. You want to curate useful content from your company and, and let people know why it's useful for them. Keep your engagement up and keep conversations going so that when you reach out to your prospects, they're ready to connect. Stalk your prospects, find them on LinkedIn, save their profile, engage with them, and when they share or do something, comment on, on that post or reshare it to engage with them. You can follow Vivica's two-step referral method, uh, which is look for any common connections with a prospect and see if they can refer you to that prospect. Has to be CC'd on the intro, so even if the prospect doesn't get back to you, you can you can give them one more one more ping. Yeah. Um, share helpful content and comments on LinkedIn to become a you know makes you more likable, makes you more trusted, moves you into that trusted advisor category of salesperson that we that we always want to be for, be in, and uh, and and kind of go from knowing you to liking you to trusting you and then buying from you. So when messaging people on LinkedIn, um, think about using your LinkedIn mobile app because it has the capability to send voice messages and even video messages that they'll stand out. I don't think I've ever gotten one of those on LinkedIn. Although, I know. So think about how much you'd stand out. Yeah. Granted, I'm not the best at getting back to LinkedIn messages, but <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, maybe well, I have. I just didn't notice. <laughs> um, you can personalize your message. You can add value. You can add a call to action. Um, make your summary section on it, make it a resource instead of a resume. So provide value in the first two lines so that they'll want to click to read more in your profile. Create templates for people in your company to upload headlines, create banner images and summaries that will help them provide value and speak to the buyer and, and make your marketing messaging consistent across your company. So you, you, know, you want to have have someone on your marketing team make it easy for everyone else in the company to make their LinkedIn profiles look good. You can't just send out an email and say, Hey, everybody make your profiles look good. <laughs> exactly. Make it, make it, have someone, have someone in charge of this. Um, marketing can help create this type of content and 
in general can help enable salespeople throughout all of the steps of the buyer's journey and, and they can create processes that make it easier for people in the, at the company to share this material out to everyone else. Um, don't over automate on LinkedIn. You don't want it to be so obvious that it's automated and, and that can kind of get in the way of your selling. Uh, LinkedIn can even ban you if, if you're too automated or you know, if it's too obvious. You want to find relevant potential prospects. Uh, to do that, go to LinkedIn search and type in a content keyword and use filters to search by industry, company, and, uh, and region. If you have prospects or customers who are asking common questions, you can use native video on LinkedIn to answer these questions and then tag them in the answer so that they'll often sh that they can share it with colleagues and friends who often will have kind of similar issues or questions. To see a great LinkedIn profile um, in business to business, check out the salespeople's profiles at the company Proofpoint. Uh, in B2C, you can look at some of the salespeople's profiles from Tom James. That's a company, not a, not a person, Tom James. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and look at Vengresso profiles. Uh, that's Vivica's company. Uh, for as, as a great example of how to share content. So well, this has been so helpful for people. Where, where can listeners read more about your work? How do they reach out to you if they're interested in learning more? Sure. So, um, you know, by all means, feel free to reach out to me at linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash LinkedIn expert. Actually, if you Google LinkedIn expert, I think I'm like the second or third um, after the paid that shows up. So wow. uh, make, look at I you. Know. Thank all, you, thank I, all you. I've got is like Steve Benson Badger is my. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that works too, right? So, um, and we teach how to customize your URL in our course. But uh, yeah, no, if you reach out and just uh, make sure to customize the invitation. If you, uh, to click on connect both on my profile, because I've got the follow button up, um, or on uh, mobile, just hit the, click on the three dots and then you can just personalize the invitation to connect and just let me know that you heard me on Steve's podcast here. Um, if you want to learn more about our, our, our course, just go to moresalescalls.com. Uh, I'm old, so you can email me and I'll actually respond. It's Vivica at vengresso.com. Um, you know, any, any of those methods. And of course our website's vengresso with one S. Com. If you go to thankresso.com forward slash resources, you can also see uh, a bunch of examples of content that we've created for sales enablement. It's literally for our sales team to use when, when reaching out and engaging with, with prospects. Awesome. We'll, we'll put all that in the, uh, in the, the notes section for the, uh, for the podcast here. Awesome. Uh, Vivica, this has been a great episode of the Outside Sales Talk. I really appreciate your time. And for our listeners, if you can think of other sales reps who would benefit from learning about how to do social selling and use LinkedIn better, share the love and forward this episode on to them. Um, and take care until next time, guys.